You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Exodus Trail Cameras, I'm going to recommend you go to their website. Tons of great information about their products, right? The cool part is, is they're turning four. They're having their fourth anniversary and to celebrate they are offering 25 percent off their exodus lift 2, their trek and their new solar panel and this is running from may 15th to may 28th um, they have a ton of great uh, features right i don't have enough time to share all of those features in this little time frame that i have to talk about it but here's what i'm going to tell you i have a camera off their very first run and it has not given me any problems at all right put the sd card in format the card turn it on and it takes pictures period right and that's what we want trail cameras to do they work every single time take advantage of this 25 percent off go to their website exodusoutdoorgear.com do some research about all the functionality of their cameras right you can take a look at their price. You can find the one that's right for you. You can enter the discount code YEAR4, Y-E-A-R, the number four, and save 25%. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Today is Memorial Day, and uh, today is the day where... We reflect on those who have served this great nation in both life and death. Um, So if you see a soldier or you have a soldier in your family or someone who um, has dedicated their life or a part of their life to defend this great nation, then um, I really think that uh, you need to call them up and say thank you. Um, The Nine Finger Chronicles and the Sportsman's Nation as a whole, I just want to say thank you to all our servicemen and women um, for doing what you guys do. And uh, so, big shout out. Now, on today's podcast, I'll go from a serious note to a not-so-serious note. <laughs> I am joined for an epic BS session um, by my good friend Tim Kent and a new friend, named Dave Thomas and we're not talking about the owner of Wendy's we're talking about the owner of Bow Hunter Planet his name is Dave Thomas and uh, we are basically sitting in three chairs in a shelter house in the middle of Texas at a media event that we were on it's kind of like a hunt and uh, this is just a straight up BS session let me just real quickly talk to you about what we cover we do very 
briefly talk about the hunt, the media hunt that we were, we were on, but we also talk about celebrity crushes. We talk about bucket list hunts. We talk about, man, just a whole bunch of really fun stuff. So basically, if you are uh, sitting around a campfire with your buddies at deer camp, that's what this podcast is all about. Basically, we're, we're just sitting around having a couple beers and enjoying each other's company for, like I said, an epic BS session. Now, before we get into today's podcast, I got to send a shout out to Hunter Safety Systems. Now, if you're in a tree stand, you need to be wearing a safety harness and Hunter Safety Systems has a variety that you can choose from whether you like vests or you like uh, like a lightweight strap version um, they have it all right they they even have this thing that I'm uh, this uh, safety harness that I'm really looking forward to using this upcoming summer uh, when I set my tree stance it's like a uh, it's like a workhorse, right? They got these big pockets in it, and you can put all your uh, steps and sticks and screws and um, little nuts and bolts while you're actually setting up your tree stand. So uh, be sure to go to huntersafetysystem.com and check out all the uh, safety systems that they have, all the safety harnesses that they have, and uh, you know because the time of hunting in a tree stand without a safety harness is long gone right and you're doing yourself and your family an injustice if you don't hunt without one so again huntersafetysystem.com and uh yeah take advantage of that so before we get into today's podcast again thank you very much to all that have served our military forces and uh let's just get into today's big time bs session with tim kent and dave thomas all right so this is the second time we're recording this podcast because my dumbass take two is that I just I'm like I could say that for everything in my life like if I'm talking to the third person like this dumbass right here every day I do something stupid we talked earlier about how much of a like I catch myself doing things that only douchebags do and then I like self-hate myself like I don't know, like when someone overeats and then they have this like real guilt towards themselves, like oh I'm a piece of shit, whatever. I do that when I have when I do douchebag things too. Right? I look in the mirror, I'm like, dude, you did some douchey things today. Huge bag, you know what I mean? You guys, you I guys can you. relate, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so I have children, of right. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is like a mistake, right? Like, ooh, I yelled at you and I really shouldn't have. Ooh. I know. My favorite oh, is when uh, JoJo Siwa. Do you know who she is, Tim? No. You don't know JoJo Siwa? No. Dave, you got kids? Yes. You got girls? Two boys. Two boys. Okay, so you probably don't know who. JoJo Siwa is like the next Britney Spears, but on a younger level. Okay. She's like real popular with like the 6 to 12-year-olds. And she does pop music, right? And so whenever JoJo Siwa is playing on Alexa... You know, I jump, I jump in the living room, do some dad dance moves. And I think I've nice. seen those. Yeah, yeah. And, and my daughter looks at me, and she thinks I'm hurt. So her like nine one one training kind of kicks in. Something's wrong with my dad. He's having a seizure. All right, so I'm here today, and we're at the Lazy CK Ranch uh, in the great state of Texas. Beautiful it's gorgeous Texas. out here. And uh, I'm with two knuckleheads, and yeah. we are uh, taking a break from the hunt, you know, after the morning hunt. 
uh, before the evening hunt. And uh, this is just going to be like a really quick or long or whatever BS session. I'm here with the owner of Wendy's, Dave Thomas. That's right. <laughs> I wish I owned Wendy's. God. Hey, let me ask you this. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Dude. I wouldn't be here, though, if I owned Wendy's. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah, you would. You'd, I you'd, actually you'd, would. You're right. You'd I'd it. be living here. You'd I'd be like, it. guys, yeah, it's you'd nice be, to see you again. Right, right. You'd be, you'd be like <laughs> looking at that price list and be like, I'll take two of these. Two of these, eight of that. Four I'll of take those. this yeah. side of the menu. In fact, this building, let's just make it mine. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I can deck it out. Rename it. But anyway, uh, Dave Thomas, d- did you ever get shit in high school? Absolutely. You know, here's the thing about the Wendy's thing. Let's let's be honest though. The, the generations have changed so much with the. I mean, think about it. Dave yeah. Thomas, founder of Wendy's, is like in our time frame. Like we we've heard that kids, like even teenagers now, know nothing about that. So like yeah. my nephews, one's twenty three, never even heard of Dave Thomas Wendy's. He's no idea. So a lot of our generation older say you know was ever you know oh Wendy's ha 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 you know but <laughs> who's their celebrity crush then I don't know. <laughs> but I will tell you is this I did get a free Wendy's burger at Wendy's for having Dave Thomas as my name really and there I said it's my uncle and they're like yeah right but we'll give you a burger anyway <laughs> I was like thank god hold on to that celebrity crush <laughs> idea because I I want to dig into that a little bit because I have a whole bunch of them Okay, oh, but before I I think we have to introduce everybody first just so we know you. Dave, you really don't own Wendy's, is that correct? I do not. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you uh, tell everybody yeah. uh, who I'm, you are and what you do? I am Dave Thomas, the CEO. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that part. You forget this. I am the CEO of BowhunterPlanet.com, and I founded it back in 2009. So it's 10 years this year. What is Bowhunting Planet? Bowhunter. Bowhunter. Bowhunter Planet. Is it actually a planet? It is our planet. This okay. planet, baby. Uh, no, it's a community. It's a um, – uh, we have a big YouTube video series called Test Lab. We have a podcast called the BHP Podcast. We have um, we have hunting shows called Bone Driven and Hunt Series. We own Experience Wild, so it's another area of our business that we've ventured a little bit into the fishing realm and the yeah. outdoor lifestyle just in general. Right. Um and so, yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. a lot of hunters, a lot of bow hunters uh, take part in it. We work with like literally over 250 companies in the archery industry. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun and interesting to, I guess, at that. <laughs> right. And to your right, my left, probably the beautiful d- man. Yeah. Dave, would you agree that out of the three of us, he, Tim Ken is the best looking? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Tim is gorgeous. First time I saw him at ETA, I was like, wow, that guy. He, when he walks into a room, Heads turn. Straight oh, up. yeah. This is how he greeted me at the airport. <laughs> the first event I went to with Tim, he was, like, hosting an event. At the time, it was T13 Creative. And he had this event, and there's all these, like, his people he worked with, these companies in there. And, and I came in the room, and he was like, first off, I was like, man, this guy's gorgeous. And then he's like, you sit over <laughs> you sit over Dave Thomas, Boner Planet, you sit over here, table 13, right next to blah, blah, blah. I don't remember who it was then. They're all out of business, but... <laughs> He's like, you sit right here. <laughs> He's just lined, lined. It was actually cool. I remember that. You remember that? Or like yeah. the, you had like, uh, you, you had so many companies in there. And then we, it was like a, it was like a media thing, like this kind of, but like in the ATA and specifically for that moment. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, there was like a whole, I just remember a, a row of tables on the wall and there's companies, you know, lined up on those tables and we would go in and, you know, ask questions about their products. It was great because, at the ATA show, it's hard to do that on the floor because it's so busy, you know, so to have that media time was pretty cool. 
So that's the first time you met Tim Kent. No, maybe in person. Yeah, yeah I think person. probably in person, but we had talked on We've the phone. We've had crushes on the emails. phone for years. I think what we should do, Dave, is me and you just talk about Tim Kent and not That's even let idea. him yeah, talk. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to say <laughs> Tim. We should have videoed this. <laughs> Tim, introduce yourself. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Oh, okay. I won't jump in. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Tim Kent, and I'm the CEO <laughs> of Phoenix Branding. And I invited these two knuckleheads down here. Your mistake. So, yeah. Our benefit. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're down here for a media hunt, as Dan said, at the Lazy CK Ranch. And we're doing some product testing for one of the companies that my company works with. And uh, now we're podcasting. What does uh, Phoenix Branding do? We do, we do branding. Hmm. <coughs> Would you Sounds explain that in consulting? Like consulting or... Would you say consulting or marketing or kind yeah. of everything? Yeah, no, we do, we do brand consulting. So it depends upon the company and what portion of the business they want to take advantage of. So in, in the instance of this, this particular situation, we do public relations for this particular company. So it's, you know, and public relations really, I think, can be better described as media outreach. So we, w we work with guys like yourselves, making sure that you're aware of the products, you know, have product samples if needed. You know that you have press releases that we maintain a good relationship with you, and then we we have earned media opportunities in that. You know we can take advantage of your platforms to pr promote those products, and then you know find ways to scratch each other's backs. You know should you guys need things too. Hence something like this. Yeah, it's called the hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a plank. I'm get more interested. In I'm more interested in the scratching the back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, speaking of scratching the back, we can get all these oh, chigger bites. Yeah. Yes. Chiggerville, so, USA. Guys. It's horrible. It's called yeah. Sawyer, guys. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Step one. Total bush league amateur. You guys move. bush leagued it. Not bush me. League. We were Literally actually turkey hunting. League. We were just turkey hunting last weekend, and the guys were like, "Don't forget the Sawyer." And I thought, "Ding!" This thing went off in my head like, "Ooh, yeah. ticks. Ooh, Texas. Yeah. Maybe there's ticks in Texas. I'm spraying all my stuff, you know." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why they don't touch me. They don't even come near me. Right. I'm just gonna apologize to everybody. Uh, this wind that you're hearing we could have went into a room and, and did this but just uh tough it out because it's worth it for it's us, it for us. <laughs> yeah because it's, it's gorgeous outside right um, there's a bad echo in there yeah yeah, oh, yeah absolutely so right okay so are we talking about this brand or not really like or is it oh yeah we can do that oh, so yeah. i figured we'd do that later i'm just asking we're just we're know, just kind no of we're here up. we're here on faradine yeah, yeah. faradine's Tim has asked in Faradine to invite us because he knows we're brand influencers in some sort. I don't know why. Huge, huge, and, in, our, uh, huge in our category. No. <laughs> exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, and so anyway, but it's cool because uh, first off, this is my first actual media hunt that I was invited to. And one of the things about this that's cool is you get to test their products in the field. That's why it makes it kind of neat. Yeah. And I tell you guys what, that Rage Broadhead was cool, dude. <laughs> For me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing an axe it. through an animal. It oh, really there's is. a guy that said that one. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. that's, that's a good I remember word. I remember that. <clears throat> I just have a buddy who's real big on rage, always has been. Yeah. He will not shoot. So like with Boner Plant, we've had different shows over the years, you know, and what happens is with these shows and some you might know, some you might not. You get either product sponsors or paid sponsors, and Broadheads was always a category that was kind of easy to get for some reason, like, you know, a broad company wanted the exposure. Well, this guy's like, dude, do not sign any broadhead company. Like, do not. Unless it's Rage, don't sign them because I only use Rage. I don't care what you sign. I'm telling you right now, I'm not shooting it. I said, oh, my God. So, but he was, I mean, ever since we started, that to me, Rage is kind of tried and true and done. Like, in my mind. Like, it, it's a winner. 
if you want mechanical, you can't go wrong. Put it that way. It's kind of done. And even the new one here that we've been playing with, these yeah. new ones, yeah. they've, they've proved to me in this weekend alone, or week alone, that it's exactly what I thought would happen. Right? What if you what put, it, the, what if you you shot? put it where you need it? I shot an odd ad, which is crazy, uh, and an axis deer, both with that broad ad. Odd ad is a, a goat. Dude, it's some sort of sheep, sheep. goat. Or Barberry sheep is the it other. Is. <clears throat> it, was, it was like, first off, it's very elusive. And we didn't even see it. Like, the guy, the guide saw it the day before, but they're far away. And we were sitting there, and these whitetail come in. It's not whitetail season here. You can't shoot a whitetail. So we're watching these whitetail. And then um, it, just at dusk, four of these odd ads just appear, like, out of nowhere, straight ahead of us. And that was it. They started coming in. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I put the pocket rocket where it needed to be. It was a great shot. This is one of my best shots, I'm not going to lie. I feel like you could be, you could definitely, the way you act, you could definitely be a spokesperson. I'm a very good spokesperson, mm. especially for my own brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yours too. Check out the Nine Figures Chronicles. Local on your podcast. That's no, right. No, I've been doing like, you know, I've been honestly critiquing my own like voice and stuff for specific things like advertisements. Yeah. Because I learned that when you do an advertisement like on the podcast, right? So you have an advertisement. Well, sometimes a company will give you the script they want, mm-hmm. but they won't give you a, a reader you know so i have to read them myself or i'll have the guys do it and it's garbage I mean, no offense guys sorry <laughs> sorry I just some of the guys will do it it <laughs> won't be that great right and i'll have to redo it i'm like damn so i have all the guys do them like so if i have we have like four main guys and other four other guys who work on the podcast and other stuff we do and so i have all of them read the script in the way they want and then i try to put that over music and if i can't get it i end up having to do it myself and i get real acting type <laughs> so let, let me uh off the top of your head let's do a commercial right now for lazy ck ranch all right do it right now the lazy ck ranch the most advanced technical <coughs> diverse animals you will ever see technical spend your time here at seven thousand amazing acres of texas hill country put pride in the shot <laughs> check us out online LazyCKRanch.com. Hey. Where magic happens. And, and Tim Ken is shoes. there. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of, like, taglines in that one yeah. that one delivery. They owe me because they're going to have to use some of those now. Guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> All you think about is dollars. No, not really money. I really want pictures, to be honest. This place has so much options for photos. Mm-hmm. Deer pictures are an amazing thing to get. And, like, you know, like, here's a good example. Like, you're in Iowa, right? And you guys have great, great deer. But for you to go out and, and risk taking a picture of that deer and spooking it or screwing up your spot for the year is kind of like not really want, something you want to do. But you come here, you can get whitetail photos left and right. A gorgeous deer, you know. It, I just want to see the deer. I don't care if they're high fence or not. I just want to see a deer. Yeah. I'm not, it's not like I'm shooting it. I just want to see it, you know. That's what I want. Photos. <laughs> I, no, I'm with you, man. Was, I love the photography part. This morning was tough because it was so – calm by comparison the last couple days so we had a we had a real nice axis you know kind of in where we were and adjusted all the settings on my camera i literally pushed the button one frame and the whole group of deer that was there were like wow busted out one just that's nice one too loud yeah Yeah, that's no but that's true i mean like you listen to like a canon shutter yeah. 
I'm so, on a so DSLR, yeah. it's so much more quiet. quiet. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously the mirror. I was getting tons off last quiet. night. Yeah, you're hurting from me. But then again, the blind I was in was incredible. That yeah, was a that, great photo. That blind. thing's awesome because it's high. Plenty of room. Yeah, which is kind of you guys here. You're talking about how the shutters spooked the deer, right? And we're in a high fence environment, right? So when people think high fence, you know, we talked about this on the first time we tried recording this podcast, but. Uh, the deer in a high fence environment especially okay they this place has two main enclosures one 1700 acres and the other one is 2200 acres i believe and 600 there's like a couple there's a, yeah, they have a couple of them here all adding up to 7000 acres yeah. right so anyway uh the deer are still using their defense mechanisms Absolutely. their natural defense mechanisms and they have or all the animals are they're using their defense mechanisms. We still have to play the wind because, like we found out with one of the other guys here, the wind shifted and was blowing straight at the feeder, and they ran away. All the animals ran away, and they have the ability to run away because of the vastness. Now, that's if you if you look at it, what's uh, like 2,200, like there's 640 acres in a square mile, and that's roughly – I think it's just under four square miles of land in one of these, you know, one of these um, pastures is what they call it. So they can, they can get away. Absolutely. They can get away and they have escape routes and they use their defense mechanisms. And when the, the ATV rolls up, they run away. Absolutely. And that's something that I think I like, I'm going to do another podcast where I get into more depth about my experience here, but it's just awesome to see people who have never experienced a hunt like this and now, which was me. And now I've experienced this hunt and I'm seeing that there is a difference to what people's perception is to what the reality is in a in a in a, a true high fence versus a pin, pen. There are a pen hunt, size, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, there are pens. That's the thing. There are pens. So people, for people to feel that it's it's unethical, whatever yeah. they feel, right? Is I understand that because yeah. I have seen ones that are like twenty acres. I mean, tiny, oh, yeah. and the deer really can't leave, and it's 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 really is a pen kill. I mean, realistically, I've never hunted anything like that, but I have seen it and heard of it and seen pictures online of them. Um, I've also heard of people who got a lot of money they just yeah. come into a ranch they pull a big buck aside into a small pen like that and, and shoot that buck you know to thirty thousand dollar deer you know yeah. but hey I, i'm not gonna tell you you can or can't do anything right it's not right. my place right it, it, you know if you're boasting about it it's kind of weak but whatever you know yeah. i kind of you know what i mean like whatever it's teach your money it, right teach I can't, their own. yeah I, I'm not saying I agree with it. I don't necessarily in that small of an environment, but something like this is unbelievable, man. This yeah. is so so big. And when like you can you stand said, on the top of the hill and you can't even see oh, the other no, fences in the area, there's no right. It's not one of the places no. that I've hunted so far. Actually, I can see a fence from where I'm setting. Yeah, no, no, it's just so big, dude. No, and Dave got a nice tour of the exterior <laughs> of the ranch on their way in the other day, so he knows. Dude. It's he so knows far it's, away. it's like full we, proximity. I mean, it literally was like the other end where we came in. And yeah. We couldn't even get to here. It was like literally impossible. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, so, it, it, I mean, it's so vast. It's so massive. There's so many, like, animals here. It's pretty cool to see the different things. But like you said, everything runs. It's not yeah. like they're just sitting there and they hey, come shoot me. It doesn't work that way. This right. is, like, real deal. You're not hearing a gate yeah. close also, and some important. guy going, hey, ah, get out. Exactly. And it's also important to note, and I know some of you, that are listening to this have watched Texas Honey on TV. Every single one of those hunts is on a ranch. Yeah, that's how it works in Texas. Everything is gone. There's no. There's like very minimal public land. Like yeah. like ten percent. That's it. Out of all this land you see, everything's private. That's just how it is. That's how they yeah. did their business when they separated this land years back. Yeah. I don't know if it was the Alamo or whatever, but it goes way back. It's a culture. It's a big. culture. Yeah. It's definitely a culture thing, and I think that's why some people have such a huge problem with it is because it is such a culture shock and i'll be the first to admit i'm in a state of hey i thought i was supposed to hate this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think a lot of things are different from what i expected like the fact that there's 2200 acres and i know people who live near the farms that i hunt who have 22 plus 100 acres of some of the best whitetail manicured property in the entire united states and deer don't leave yeah and deer they have all they have they have more food in a in that area than they do here mm-hmm. right yeah. and this this place has had rain a uh, lots of it mm-hmm. and the exotics that we're hunting don't need the feeders they have seven thousand acres of grass to eat now yeah, it's crazy so I want to take a little bit of a tra- transition here, um, and uh, Tim brought this up in the intro, and I, it's something I wanted, I've wanted to talk about in a while, and it's celebrity crushes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Does this include all celebrities or just hunting celebrities? No, not hunting celebrities. Okay, great, great, great. I just not want to be sure. I'm not sure. Is that, that's not even real. Yeah. It's not it, even real. It's, it's not a real hunting thing. celebrities. I get it. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. That's I mean, all. They, like I've said this, There's I think I probably said it to you. Like, you know, you take like the most – popular hunting guy who is that who's that i'm not gonna say any names it? i don't want what? to say any names what do you mean why not who cares because uh, i don't know who it is who you is know? it i can't, I can't it's I can't. probably me uh, yeah who's got the most so you take da- most, like, uh, yeah like, i'm huge well i mean you're dave thomas so you're probably <laughs> my name popular. alone so you take dave, <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly with older people i thought he right. was dead yeah you take dave thomas and you take brad pitt and you put him at the end of the checkout aisle and yeah you know the local grocery store and like nobody's gonna know no xyz outdoor personality is no. by yeah. comparison brad pitt oh he he is a celebrity yeah you know and it's just i, I <clears throat> that's a struggle for me it always has right. been i mean I, I respect what all those people do don't get me wrong and and I, I'm a, obviously we interact with a lot of them and i am appreciative of it but but none of your that, friends would know who they are but no and not even that just i just that 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 terminology i think it's just two completely different contexts yeah you know two we'll call them tv hunters I just I like personalities. I mean, there you go, personalities. Yeah. You know, because they are, you know, and there's and there's a lot of people who. Who don't you like? Ma- <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You gotta ask the hard questions, or we don't got a good podcast here. <laughs> yeah. um, what's, the, what's that game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, truth mur- or dare. Murder, Mary, bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, murder, Mary, bang. Go. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. Um, that might that if that ever came out, that might be the first podcast that I've ever edited. That'd like, be awesome. Ever edited anything out of? <laughs> It's just like a whole bunch of. Hold on, man. Go get a six pack. We'll, it's like we'll a computer voice of actual celebrities' names. That you, well, I tell you who I'd murder first. <laughs> but seriously, Tim Go. Kent, uh, celebrity crush. What you got? 
I'm serious. I want to I want to have this conversation cuz this is we're also at a deer camp. And I know a lot of people can relate that you really like we really we talk about deer hunting, but we don't talk about deer hunting. Yeah. At deer camp. For sure. I don't think we talked. Yeah, we did talk about deer got? hunting yesterday morning. A little bit. Yeah. What you got? I'm ready to break the ice. I'll go, do it. Go, it. Yeah. Di- I, I'm Di- struggling because there's so many. Diane Lane. Oh. Yes. Diane Lane. And she's she's much older than me. It's true. <laughs> she is. You know, there's not a lot of people out there that I would just pack my family up. And <laughs> just, yep, adios. But if Diane Lane ever called me and was like, hey, come to wherever I live. I would probably tell my, I'd probably say, hey, can I bring my family with me first? I, you know, obviously they're important to me. But if she said no. <laughs> excuse me, Miss Lane. Yeah, excuse me. Can we, and then, um, so that's my first one, Diane Lane. But not from like the recent movies like Superman and the uh, Justice League series, but from like her early, earlier days. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I don't, mine aren't really women. I got guy crushes. <laughs> I, I don't look at it that way. Like Zac Efron. Love Zac Efron. Oh. Hugh Jackman. And it's because of The Great Showman. I love the movie. I just like, oh, these guys are awesome. They, you know, it couldn't be like their extreme physique that you like that about too. them. Very beautiful. Beautiful men. <laughs> they both, we, you're right. You're right. Might, they both are We might be extreme. uncovering some things on this podcast. Yeah. We're both <laughs> extreme. No, I don't know. Like, I, I'm more like, uh, I don't know. It's not really any women in the movie thing. That's my thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to like sound weird, but I. So you're like that guy who scrolls through Instagram, uh, and likes like pictures from three years ago. Uh, I'm gonna stick to guys. That's. What that, <laughs> hey, dude. There's no. There's no judgment here. Hey, dude. If you like Hugh Jackman, dude. Hugh Jackman. You baby. like Hugh Jackman. So if Hugh Jackman called me tomorrow, I was like, dude, come out to Australia, <laughs> hang out with me for a year. I'd be like, oh, shit. I used to love Dave Matthews, too. That's my big fan. Oh, Dave Matthews. Back in the day, not anymore. But Dude, you're a Dave Matthews band fan? I used to be. You guys, you guys are hardcore, because I remember it was um, hardcore, I, out of all my friends, I was the only guy who didn't like Dave Matthews. It happens. And they're just like. There's that guy. <laughs> they, they literally thought, thought I had some kind of learning disability. <laughs> Which is actually the case, but <laughs> they, they were right. They were but. right, but not because I didn't like Dave Matthews. Uh, it's funny. What, I don't, so I don't, don't really don't like him like anymore. I'm not Dave gonna lie, Matthews. but I, I used to love him. I don't like him because <laughs> here we go. Uh, yeah. It's getting hot. In here. Number one, it's because all my all the people that I knew that were really hardcore fans of him were bigger douchebags than me. That's not fair to him, though. That's not fair to Dave. I understand. You, if you don't like the music, it's hey, one thing. Hey, if you don't like my opinions, you could put the headsets down. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I wanted your opinion. I'd give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife says to me. I, I control the mute button here. Right, right. So uh, that, that's why I don't like Dave Matthews. That and, I, I guess, the fact that I don't like his music. That's, that's the better one, I think. Yeah. It makes more sense. Especially when yeah. they when they were popular, I didn't like I didn't I wasn't into that type of music when I was What did you like? 
Let's see. Heavier stuff? What what year did they come out? They were out in like 95. Early 90s. Yeah, and then they kind of yeah, projected mid, big time yeah. in 98, 2000. Right. Huge. So the 90s. Yeah. yeah. So I was in. Cranberries? <laughs> I love the cranberries. No. <laughs> no, not the cranberries. I R.E.M.? Was, I, I was into. No. <laughs> Don't say U2 because I, I hate U2. Me too. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of U2. I was into like actually classic rock and blues. Nice. Back then. Nice. And I'm impressed. And Doctor Dre. I can't. And who Dr. isn't into yeah. Doctor Dre? That Dude, I remember guy. playing Sim City when I was a kid, uh, playing Sim City and listening to on the Super Nintendo and listening to the original Chronic on repeat for nice. hours. Yeah. Hours. Dude, that's a sweet. Isn't it crazy how you would do that when yeah. you were younger? Just like the same album over, over. and over and until over I and until over. you know all the words. And I'm 38. That's a 20. That year's that album's twenty plus years old, and I still know almost every word to every song yeah. on that album. Yeah, awesome. All right, so you still haven't answered your, awesome. your uh, celebrity crush. We'll get into music next because I love music. Yeah, me too. All right, Timmy, what you got? I'm str- I'm struggling with this. There's too many options. Well, let's, like... let's just let's just say you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. and they're all there. That's pr- that's pretty much what happens, though. George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney. Sure. Yeah, that's true. If somebody if somebody looked at my my uh... no seriously though, like if you saw like that's what I was getting at. Like if I was walking down the boulevard, like you're saying, right. and I, all those celebrities are there, honestly, I'd be more likely to like go to Hugh Jackman and to Zac Efron than I would to like. I, there's there's not really any women I look at like oh my god I gotta talk to them you know like I, I don't. Res- I don't know. There's just no respect there in that sense. That I so have. you don't respect women? I do respect women. So I'm be careful on that comment. I agree that sounded like that. But what I'm saying is there's no actresses that I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go see him. I thought he was. <laughs> All right. I, I, can't, I can't wait. Sorry, right, I cannot it wait. Was a bad. No, time out. I cannot wait to do the, the, the major news company headline for this. <laughs> Dave Thomas does not respect women. <laughs> What major news company? No one gives a crap about me. Blowhunter Planet. Yeah, Blowhunter Planet News. My own team's gonna put quid, that comment on. Quid pro quo, motherfucker. He doesn't like any women actresses. Okay. I like McCarthy. She's good. I'd like to see her. Which McCarthy? Melissa. No, the, the Melissa. Yeah, she's good. She's hilarious. Oh, like as a comedian? Yeah. Yeah. So not as a celebrity crush. Oh, you guys are saying like celebrity crush, like hottie. Sorry, okay. No, I, it doesn't matter. Oh, I, that's what I said. I was just saying like people I respect, I'd want to go say oh. hi to. Will Ferrell, her, you know, Zac Efron. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Maybe that's oh, why we're I off thought, here a little bit. Yeah. You're thinking of hotties. That's the problem. They can be hot. Like, <laughs> I think I think Diane Lane yeah, is mean, hot. Yeah. And she's a great actress. Exactly. And I bet you that if I – Sat down with her. We could have a really good conversation exactly. about something interesting. Tim's really confused over here. He's no, I'm not confused. I'm he just is not I, sure how the you want to go. The first person with this. that comes to mind is like Jen Aniston, but there's a reason why Jen can't hold on to a man. You know, so she's got problems. You think? You saying no why respect can't she women? Hold on to a is that man? what you're saying? Well, what, why can't <laughs> the, maybe, maybe she needs the right man? Oh, because you know that that that's a good one. Because my wife. She she's like on the Jennifer Aniston train, right? Yeah. She's always like, "Oh man, that's too bad. It didn't work out for her." You know, she's such a great person. Like you know, How do you like they friends? know, right? Yeah. But sometimes you can't corral a flame. It needs oxygen. 
right? Give I some, like that give analogy. something some distance, and it will, it will, it will shine bright. Maybe, maybe that person needs needed to give her some room. <laughs> She's gonna shine this bright. Is, this is more like a, T, a TMZ. <laughs> this is this is episode. <laughs> this is. I think this is going to get three listens. One, two, three. <laughs> no, my mother-in-law and my mother share everything. <laughs> my mom, my so mom will, I'll post it. My mom. They share everything. So my mom. Will be I just mad noticed that, that it's I funny you guys said F-bomb. that. I was looking. It says your top. Like, I was looking at Bowen Plants Facebook. It says your top contributors is my mom in there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I'll just uh, I'll just title this podcast like top ten reason or top ten ways to kill a buck during the rut, and it <laughs> yeah. will. It will automatically get awesome. like two thousand two thousand dollars. That's a good idea, dude. We, we covered all that ground that yesterday morning, and we didn't record any of it. That's We're right. like giving deer hunting tips to a younger guy. That's hilarious. Learning, trying to figure out how to kill deer on public ground, trying to kill, you know, asking us all of our tips and secrets and whatever else, and we didn't record. Have you any guys of ever? It. Um, speaking of that, like public ground, have you guys ever like? You know, been walking out of your spot or anything, and all of a sudden, like, you're walking, you see a deer, and you're like, oh, oh, crap, right? And you stop, and it's like maybe a shooter or a doe or something you want to shoot, and you try to, and you hit it, and you actually kill it. Like a spot and stalk on accident. I've, I've done that not on, not on public ground, but I, I've done it multiple times on, after a morning hunt on a, you know, on the, my other properties that I hunt. Have you got the deer? Yeah. Nice, nice work. Yeah. I've had that happen me three times in my life. I was thinking about the other day. I don't know why. I was walking out after a morning hunt, like you're saying, and I'd be, I go slow on my walkouts. You know, I don't rush out or anything, and I see a deer. I'm like, oh, here we go, and I cock, knock an arrow, 60 yards, 80 yards, usually miss. But <laughs> uh, I've actually missed every time, three times now. Um, but I just remember how cool it felt, like, just to be on the ground and, like, taking that shot and on state land. It was just yeah. – it was – you know, it was cool, cool experience. Yeah, I just wish I would have succeeded, but you know. Yeah, I've, you know, I've done it with a rifle, but never with a bow that I can think of. I've on the walk in a couple of times I've, I've tried and not one time, come together. Speaking of that, one time I was walking out to my stand. It was a night, a night hunt. It was like I don't know three o'clock. I'm walking through state land and I heard this bah, like a, a lamb, I'm like bah, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I stop. I have a decoy in my hand too, and I just happen to have a decoy. And I see, and I'm looking, and I see this, like, deer moving. So I dropped the decoy, and I'm like, oh, crap, because I was trying to grab my bow. And uh, it was like a fawn, and it came out, too. It came right up to the decoy, a foot from my foot, you know, like right here. And then the wind, a gust of wind blew, and it moved that decoy upside down. Like, it was just one of those flimsy ones. You remember the flex ones you could roll up? Yeah. And it flew up, and the thing went, <laughs> it hit me with dirt. It ran so fast. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. I thought, I thought that story was going to be like, I heard a fawn, and then I shot it. I like, know. <laughs> yeah. I recognized it was a small deer, but, I, you know, it still made me nervous. It yeah. just happened so quick, and all of a sudden it was right there. I mean, it was a yearling. It wasn't necessarily a fawn. It was a yearling, but still. Man, I've done that uh, while – Walking back from the staging area one one year, uh, was after like a late October morning hunt, and there's still standing corn, and I was walking along the timber line and the cornfield, and there was a doe head in the cornfield, body in the grass, and that was in t- that was like two years ago, two or three years ago, and I just I mean it was literally I gave her an opportunity to run away because I didn't want to have to drag a doe out that day because I had other things to do. She stood there, and the longer she should stood there, like the more I was shuffling my feet and standing there and whatever, and she didn't move, and I was just like, okay, I have to now, yeah. right? And that was like a 
20 yards, maybe wow. maybe inside that. that. Yeah. Yeah, so what's the rule like in Iowa for what you guys – because you guys are, you know, you guys are doing a different game, right? you got big bucks running around. You have to really think about how many does, how many bucks. You really, I mean, there's a strategy. It's a little different than I think in Michigan. I think – So are you shooting does all the time or not really? Well, you're asking a question to someone who doesn't own or lease property. So if I was an owner of a property – or I leased property and had man had management let's, options. Let's go that way. Yeah. Okay. So if if I did, I don't acres, like I don't I, I can't answer that question because I've never been in that scenario before. Yeah, but I, I do try to take one dough a year for the freezer, and then once I fill that tag, then what's the tag rules in Iowa? Uh, depends on what county you're in for does. Because okay. my county. There's a number associated with that county, and every year it doesn't get, like, the tags don't go out. But the county that I live, you can buy your buck tag, and you can buy your one doe tag at, uh, you have to buy it at the day the tags open. And if you don't buy, if you don't get it, it's sold out in two days for does. So you can only get your statewide buck tag as a non-landowner. But on the other county that I hunt, if I wanted to, I could go buy it back and buy 50 tags. Yeah. That's how Michigan is. Unlimited. It's unlimited. Private. Just keep go buy doe tag all you want. Yeah. Care less. There's yeah. so many does. I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad. I, I'm not a, I'm not a bio, bio guy. I don't understand the management part of the process. But apparently it's bad because it's not like Ohio or Illinois. But, you know. But you also have to remember, Iowa only has 2% public ground it is either the 50 50th or the 49th in public hunting property in the entire state next to texas uh it might be it might be texas but yeah something like that it could be anyway um so kind of going back to that just like a yeah iowa has big bucks don't get me wrong every everything you see is mostly true um, except for the fact that if you're outside of managing your own property and you're hunting public ground yeah you're going to run into a bigger deer you know not a probably a Boone and Crockett but it's not there's a there's a difference to like what you see on TV or you read about in the managed like the cover of the North American Whitetail and all that stuff as opposed to public ground the public ground, there's 6,600 or 23. No, it's it's pretty big. There's a big chunk of, of public ground just south of where I live, and it gets absolutely hammered every year. Right. No doubt in my mind. Right? Yeah, so I would compare the pressure on that property to, you know, not Pennsylvania or Michigan, but to some of the higher populated states, just because our public land is condensed down yeah. so much, people, if they want to, have to hunt it, yeah. right? Just like just like any other state, but but we have way less hunters and more p- private ground, so, so where you know some of these deer can run through, and you could get a crack at a at a big one, but. You're still fighting. I still have to, when I go hunt public ground, I still have to fight other people every single time I, wow. I decide to do it. So it's not like people, people get wound up in the fact that Iowa has big bucks, and they do. Asterix, if you manage yeah. property 
and if you and but I'm telling you there's still guys that get it done just like just like there's guys who kill you know every year you hear a story out of Michigan of some dude on public yeah. ground killing True. a booner that's right, right? that that's some monsters yeah that just happens creeping. a little bit more in Iowa have you hunted Iowa mm-hmm. how many times you've been there just once did you see anything big or mm-hmm. did you get yeah. one yeah wow nice how big was yours it was uh, it was in the 60s, 160. Wow, yeah. who'd you go with? Some um, friends or how'd you get on? I mean, no, I hunted with an outfitter. Oh, okay. It was when I was with the outdoor group. Wow, that's so. cool. Well, it must be nice. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> no, you got point? You got points for Iowa? I don't know. That's you something should. I need to probably start doing. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I need to do. I, I usually just get points for Michigan bear and elk. I mean. Yeah. accumulating those because yeah. I figure at some point I can do the elk hunt in Michigan. Problem is it's all gun. There's no way to do a bow there. It's all flat land, and you have to, like, go with a guide. They take you on. Like, all that land the elk live on is private. So, But the state has made it um, a deal with all those hunting – those com- the community. It says we're allowed to take hunters across your lands during the elk run, um, and they pay them a fee, a subsidized fee. Yeah. And uh, But you have to have a guide. You can't just walk around. Right. So the guide will take you to – if you get it, you can pull a doe tag. I could pull a doe tag right now, probably if I want. But I'm waiting for the the buck tag. I yeah. If I'm, it's once in a lifetime. Once you get it and you're done, you'll never get it again. Right. So, it, you, you know. That's that's pretty cool. Um, that small herd. Very right. Small so, herd. Michigan, Kentucky, and from what I hear, Kentucky has some gigantic bulls. Hmm. Another, I think that's a I once in a lifetime that. tag. And then West Virginia just started a is it either West Virginia or Virginia just started an elk program, and I think Pennsylvania as well. So the reintroduction of these animals is is it's it's That's making cool. another option for the residents of that you know who otherwise may not be able to do it, but it could take you yeah twenty years to draw a tag. We have uh you know it's interesting because we have elk in basically the, if you're looking at Michigan like this we have elk in this region. And then if you cross into the if you cross the into the UP of Michigan, uh, I'm not sure there's elk up there. I'm not positive on that, but I know there's like mountain lions, there's wolves. We have the wolf pack now. We have uh, uh, I think there's moose up in the, like certain areas of it. And but anyway, uh, we we're driving. Sorry, a car a car just drove by us. It's all good. And a plane at the same time. I think we're dri- we're driving uh, the UTV. My buddy's got a little lake house in the UP. It's beautiful. It's like the whole lake looks copper color. It's yeah. really gorgeous. It's just a little crap house, but it's just a beautiful, tiny little Indian type lake. And uh, anyway, he owns 20 acres five miles down the road. So I used to have a UTV that was a four door. It was like a four door. It was it was really cool. So we took that. We would take that from the cabin all the way to the, the I'm sorry, the lake house to the cabin. So we're driving, and all of a sudden, you see the biggest wolf you ever see in your life cross the road. It was the creepiest thing, because he's like, I don't think there's wolves in this area. As soon as, he, I swear to God, as soon as he said it, this thing, we were like, what? And we hit the brakes to look for it. The land up there is so thick, you can't even see in a foot. That's how thick that land is. I mean, literally, you can't even see into the run at all. Now I'm thinking in my head, like, dude, there could be hundreds of those wolves in here, thousands. <laughs> you would never even know because there's so many. I mean, you, they're so thick and dense. And so they've wrecked havoc on, like, the herds up there. Like, right. the deer the deer up there are, like, the worst hunting there is in the UP for deer. Whatever else up there, I don't know if it's elk or moose, but they're getting hammered, I'm sure. Right. Those wolves are just, you know, they're huge. I mean, that thing was a huge wolf. Scared the crap out of us, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have wolves by you? Mm-mm. Do you guys have wolves? No. Oh, dude. They really added those. They weren't even there before. They added them back. Right. There's a lot of people a lot that are pissed people, dude. about that, yeah. A lot of locals shoot them, shoot shovel, whatever you call it. They, 
That's what I hear. It's yeah. bad up there. You yeah. know, they, they come on their farms, kill their cows. Oh, yeah, it's that's no animal joke around. I mean, you're talking to an animal that will kill your dog in, like, two seconds. Oh, yeah. And you, if it, if it gets on you, man. I don't know why. This may sound crude, but some of my favorite videos to watch on YouTube are when a – there's a California – it's always in California, the mountain lions that jump the fences, and they by just – By the pool or whatever. By the whatever, pool, yeah. and it's just oh, like – Eat the dog. The, the, this little – Maltese like comes out of the door poo. and it's just like, rup, 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 rup. <laughs> and then the mountain lion just goes yeah, and done. literally pulls the chain out of wherever it is going, jumps the fence and is gone. And you just see the Crazy. the chain kind of disappear with it. <laughs> I, I get a I, there's a little little Those chuckle. Are scary though, right? There. I mean, they're out here. Right? They said there's mountain lions yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah. All right, creepy. Tim, bucket list hunts. Whew. that's the only thing I have a bucket list for. Bucket list hunts. Okay. You've killed an elk. Yep. You've killed whitetails, obviously. Yep. Um, what other species have you harvested? Let's just stay. Mule let's, deer. Mule deer. What else? I mean, stuff down here, a bunch of, you know. Exotic stuff. Exotic stuff. stuff. Yeah. Hogs. I've killed lots of hogs, turkeys. Um, <clears throat> I really want to do a sheep hunt before I'm too old. Because my clock is ticking. You got points accumulating for that? Yeah. Where at? I still don't think I'll draw. Colorado. Yeah. I, ha I used to be building points in Montana, too, but I, I just let it lapse for too long. I think yeah. it was two years or something, and I lost them all. What's the? Do you know what the draw results are for Colorado? This year? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't draw. You didn't draw. Mm -mm. And how many points do you have? I think four or five. I think I'm, I'm way away from drawing. I mean, gotcha. at, one, at one point, basically, the strategy was – once our kids get out of school, my wife and I were going to move out there, and then I'd be applying as a resident. Yeah. But uh, there was just some changes there. We we're starting to look at other places. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think my my wife wants to go somewhere warmer. So yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that I'll ever draw as a non-resident. What? How many points for the people who are drawing? How many points? It depends on the unit. Yeah. Um. I want to say the one unit that I was looking at, it was like it was 12 off the top of my head. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And is Colorado one of those states where I know that if you draw a sheep tag, it forces you to get an outfitter and uh, no outfitter. Or, or a guide? Nope. No? So uh -huh. it, this can be a DIY all-your-own-hunt yeah. if you wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think Alaska, they do that for sure Yeah. with, with sheep and bears, sheep, yeah. goats, and bears. Um, grizzly bears, yeah, or I should say brown bears. I think, I think Alaska. If you're a non-resident, isn't it for all no. animals? Uh -uh. No, it's not. Uh -uh. Okay, no. Just at least the last time I looked, which okay. has been a few years now. Gotcha. All right, so sheep. That sounds like it's going to be a while, if ever, unless yeah. I, unless you know I surmise a real nice chunk of money and want to go to canada and do it or you know one of the one of the strategies you can do from what i understand is you can kind of make contact with some of these outfitters and just kind of always be at the ready and when they have guys bail out you can jump in on their deposit yeah and get the hunt for a lot cheaper yeah so that's one thing like uh chris denham over at western hunter uh, is a friend of mine and i was talking to him and he he had a hunt go down like that a couple of years ago in alaska for a doll sheep and before he left, I just happened to, you know, connect with him, and 
he was just saying like hey man you should connect with a couple of outfitters and, and do this he's like it's worked out for me a couple times yeah. now and so i've been looking at it this is just rugged 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 country i mean those they're cheaper in rugged country and I, i'm not i'm not convinced i'm that much of a stud so well you're more than me like the only thing i'm good at is eating and mustaches yeah i'm not gonna lie this mustache that i'm i mean let's just everybody be quiet for a second i want the listeners to hear this if you could put visual to a sound it'd just be like scrooge mcduck raking up gold (laughs) is what that is what that my mustache looks like (laughs) it's a horrible description no it's perfect that's awesome (laughs) it's amazing all right all right. Well, but what's bucket list for you, <laughs> mustache man? <laughs> so that's the only animal on your bucket list? No, man. What? <laughs> Name it. Moose. Yeah. Okay. For sure. But I mean, I mean, honestly, I would go. I would go for most things. Yeah. You know, I mean, if yeah, I, but if, what's like your if top? If I had the means. Well, if that's what I'm saying, if you have the means, we have a certain amount of means. So, like, what's your top three? That's the point. Like, what what are the three you have that you really want to get before you die? I mean, I don't want to sound like a total dick, but like I've done every. My, uh, my life has been really good in that regard. You know, Tim I mean, Kent, I hunted, one percenter. No, not no, no. I don't mean like I've I've like spent a whole bunch of money, but like most of the time, like if I set my my mind to oh hey, I'm gonna go try and do something, I yeah. I, I I do it. You know, and my my personal relationship like with my wife and everything is good. And my career has allowed me to do a lot of those things. So I, I've been very fortunate in that capacity. It's just. I get to go elk hunting every fall. That's something I really, really love to do, and I really don't want to miss ever. Yeah. So I go elk hunting, you know, and you know, get so lucky basically and you have zero elk. bucket list. No, it's not that I have zero <laughs> bucket list, but I'm not. A, I'm see, I like. I think bucket list for a lot of people is like. It's almost like things that they feel like they'll they'll potentially never achieve, or or like. They more of a it, wish list it's like a wish list where i'm a, I, i'm an opportunist you yeah. know it's if i mean when i when I, the first time i went to alaska should we change the question though to what do you plan to hunt yeah yeah <laughs> no, well yeah. yeah give us the list what will your budget allow that's yeah. that's the that's the biggest thing is like the, the the budget and the tags are the two for right. me the two biggest drawbacks they're budget ta- budget tags time right right and it's just i'm just some of these things I'm never going to draw a tag for in the lower 48. I'm never going to draw a goat tag. At least I don't I don't think I will. I might get lucky while I'm still capable. But that's something you want right. to do. I, w- I would like to point. do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I would like to do. What you haven't know, you killed that you would like to kill? Sheep, goat, moose. Those are you know. kind of the yeah. hardest, right? Yeah. Generally. I mean, you know, I've, I've moose hunted once. I've never sheep hunted. I've never goat hunted. But I'd like to. You know. My bucket list hunt. Like when I close my eyes and I I, I envision a scenario that I Rhea. I <laughs> we're here. Oh, I wish that you didn't bring that up <laughs> because for the listeners out here, I uh, got a picture for you to put. A Rhea is a ostrich-like creature. Yeah. Right. Weird. Um, and we were having this conversation the other day about you know. I am really passionate about whitetails, right? Trail cameras, mineral scouting, hanging up tree stands in the summer, you know, plotting all year round, thinking all year round about whitetails. There's got to be one guy out there in the United States who is the same level of passionate 
towards Rhea <laughs> that I am. There's got to be one guy. You got to you got to tell everybody what a Rhea is. Yeah, try. It's you an ostrich-like it. creature. Yeah, yeah it's a fli- it's like a giant a flightless, flightless bird. bird. You know, it has like, one middle finger that it'll, it'll flicks you off, and it's thick and like and yeah, male. their feet are enormous and Dude, they'll kill you. Creepy. Looking. Yeah, yeah. So the whole point is, I want to find the guy who is just a Rhea fanatic. Like, where does it even come from? India? Or something? I don't know. It's probably. It's, it's not here. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not here. So anyway, I want to if, if for all the listeners out there, I. I am challenging you to find me the guy who is passionate about hunting Rias. And I, I, I mean, like, take two weeks off work passionate. passionate. I'm talking about, um, like. Indiana Jones of Rhea. Yeah, just like. The, <laughs> the is it, is it R-H-E-A, right? I want to make sure people know how to look this up. R-H-E-A? Yeah. yeah. They're from South America. Okay. South America. Yeah. So so uh, Indiana Jones type dude. It says here Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Paraguay, Peru, and Uruguay. The guy's definitely. Grassland birds, which is why they thrive in this here environment. I saw one this morning. It was a male. And, like, I guess the males take care of the the poults or whatever babies. Uh, And he probably had. 25 babies with him wow. so that guy's been busy yeah crazy yeah, yeah it was it. uh anyway back to the Rhea. like i want to get that guy on this podcast and yeah. interview him you should right would be cool the guy who passes who's sitting in a stand Rhea comes up he evaluates it goes nope not a shooter <laughs> like passes him <laughs> Not a shooter, you know. His neck uh-huh. is only forty-eight inches long. Sorry. He needs he needs one more year. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He needs one more year. Yeah. Like I want to find that guy anyway. Um, His mane isn't black enough. Right. Yeah. That like that it. crazy stuff. Okay, my bucket list. Close my eyes. I envision uh, environment. I place myself in it, and it's uh, a, a moose float hunt yeah, where they nice, drop you nice. off somewhere. You float down. You call. You're out there for like what, however many days, or it could be a um, an Alaska fly-in, drop, hunt, and then they fly back in. Like, while I still can, I want to take advantage of hunts, like you were saying, that are physically strenuous. And yeah. that when I'm 55, 60 years old, I know, hmm, unless I continue, like, if I continue down this path that I'm on. Your mustache will be huge. No, I got nothing but diabetes and arthritis in my future, <laughs> right? That's how, that's like looking down so i want to make sure i take care of all the the good i want to go on a caribou hunt like, yeah i don't know if i didn't even say that one that's a good yeah, one. I, forgot about I always forget about those now things. caribou in the mountains or caribou yeah, in the like newfoundland where they migrate yes yeah. the migration oh, yeah. where no. you're just no. wherever sick, the, the mountain ones i go back to i'm i'm an oh, oppor- yes. i'm an opportunist so you know if like you know if i'm searching and i see a good opportunity to go hunt them somewhere right whether it's you know the woodland that you're talking about in newfoundland yeah. and that type of thing or you know barren ground or mountain caribou like yeah. if there's an opportunity and it works itself out like yes please mm-hmm. yeah. i'm in and then the last Your guy one. yeah i got it got it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one which i'm going on a mule deer hunt this year in south dakota but I want to do, like, the videos on YouTube that I find the most interesting are the high country 
mule deer hunts where these guys are at like 12,000 feet. They're glassing all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a bitch to get to your glassing, to even get to base camp. You're hunting up there five, six, seven days. You locate one, you, you, you go get him. If you don't get him the next day, you try to locate one and then you, you basically get one or less stocks a day yeah. on average like yeah. that i want that do you follow ryan lampers i've heard of him and i'm Dude. sure i'm sure i've watched those videos he's he 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 killed like i don't even remember what it was right multiple amazing backcountry yeah bucks last year that were all huge enormous yeah dudes impressive all right dave thomas elks number one for my hit list yeah which you know in the next five years my goal to get that done michigan or colorado i preferred like what you said why colorado i just that's what i know that's what i've assumed is the i'm not saying i would go i would first off first thing i would do is call like yourself other people and say where would you go for elk and just get an idea of nevada wherever it would be that makes the most sense right it doesn't have to be colorado but that's just the first thing a michigander thinks of when they think of elk that's why i asked yeah um so my goals right now are to kill a Michigan black bear, a Michigan elk, and then expand into mule deer is my, my hit list big time. One of a couple of the guys did it a couple years ago on their own, uh, South Dakota public land. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, they, they did a great job for the best they could do. They got within 60 yards. Guy couldn't get the shot off quick enough, you know, and they ran away. But it was a monster. Like, and they filmed it, and it was beautiful footage. Just, yeah. just awesome. Spot and just, Yeah, they were just they, they, awesome. the glass, like you said, and yeah. they, they saw them. And South Dakota wasn't actually that bad because it's not it's more hilly than it is like mountainous. Yeah. So you can actually you know, it, but it is more flatter too. So yeah. there's some advantages and disadvantages, I guess. We got a wind windstorm blowing here. <laughs> the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So elk and mule deer are my two yeah. important ones. I've already done black bear and I've already done Audad now and access. That's all done. Yeah, you've you've crossed off a I've couple animals this week. Maybe on this you, trip. You bucket listed this week. <laughs> I did actually. Yeah. Access was on my hit list, that's for yeah. sure. So but yeah, elk would be great, man. I, I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of it. I've never went once. So for me it's like It's life changing if you get, get a bull to bugle. I'm kinda scared, you know, because I don't want to get in that position where I'm It'll, like like where I want to do it every year because I know I'm not going to be able then to. Don't, then don't do it. Then don't. <laughs> no, but seriously, then don't do it the first year. Yeah, I heard it's amazing. Because, like, I went last year. Okay, the first year I went, total dog shit, right? Just weather, too many people, and me not taking the time to acclimate to the climate, to, to the elevation. Just like three strikes, I was out. This last year, trained my ass off. I was... I was in shape, but, you know, obviously, like, you know, you can train all you want, but the elevation gets you every time type of deal until you acclimate, right? How does that work with acclimate? You got to, like, like, stay there a day in that one it's area? All, it's all based day? upon the person. Man. Yeah. Also, you know. So for me, my Idaho trip, drove 18 hours, got to the trailhead, got out of the car, walked up, right? No acclimation, felt like shit for five straight days like literally drained and then once you get to that point you're emotionally you know emotionally and mentally defeated and second year the second time which was last year trained my ass off like i just did legs until i couldn't do legs right legs feed the wolf so to speak right that's a bet you know i want to put that on a t-shirt yeah you should i can't take credit for it but because it's i've already i've heard it somewhere else it's good good. right it's a good one yeah 
and so then we we drove to Colorado. I spent one night at my buddy, got there at 3 a.m., slept at my buddy's house, then drove up to the camp, spent the night there, you know, unpacking, then the next morning. So I was in Colorado for, you know, over 24 hours and at 10,000 feet for 10 hours before we even started going up to hunt. So I think just that alone got my body situated and I was able to recover much quicker. Yeah. So. Even flying versus driving out there is a big difference. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I, my sister moved, um, lived in Colorado for a few years and when I would fly out and I I handle elevation. Okay. Yeah. But I, I would fly out. I could definitely feel the difference rather it hits you harder. Yeah. And yeah. when, you know, drive or driving out. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, what I, to answer your question or to expand on your comment, like when I, so me and my buddy Ryan, we did paper, rock, scissors for who got the first shot at an elk and he, he won. So he, we put him into, into a position for the very first, uh, for the very first, <laughs> there's a that beetle is gigantic. Like a dung beetle. Oh. Have you ever seen a dung beetle? I don't. I don't think so. I thought they were only in Africa. It could be. I mean, we are on the plains of Texas, so there right. could be some here. So anyway, uh, he uh, he drew first, and I'm just listening to this elk bugle at inside 50 yards, and when that happened, I'm like. I'm going elk hunting every year for the rest of my life. Yep, oh, it'll, ruin cool. it, it's, it'll ruin it, you. It'll ruin It's man. horrible because I I struggled physically there as well, just because the terrain was so much different than Idaho. But I was mentally prepared, I was physically prepared, and I recovered quick. And it sucked. It's that type two fun everybody talks about. The day we get off the mountain, and I'm like, oh great, a break, right? The day we get off the mountain to go home, I thought about elk hunting for the next two weeks straight wow it's it so when crazy. they when they bugle within 50 yards then do you just go tree to tree behind the tree like stay behind the tree until they get close enough to take a shot well this one was bedded so we called him out of his bed but i mean we're not going to get into elk hunting tactics <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> because you know That's a lot, you can't yeah. you can't mention diane lane and elk hunting the same <laughs> yeah we've gone we've gone, we've gone far. really far guys. yeah we've started out with high fence all distance. the way to this yeah, and I think we've we're past the hour mark here, and uh, you know before lunch. we lose <laughs> before we actually lose our last listener, <laughs> we'll probably call it good. So, Dave Thomas, for having me. founder of Wendy's, it. and Tim Kent, Golden Boy, <laughs> thanks for uh, joining me today. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another BS session in the books. Huge shout out to Tim Kent and Dave Thomas for taking time out of their busy schedule. And it really wasn't that busy because they were pretty much just sitting on a couch when I walked up to them and said, hey, would you like to, would you guys like to record a podcast? And uh, they said yes. So that's how that happened. Anyway, huge shout out to all of you for taking time out of your Memorial Day to listen to this podcast. So thank you very much. And huge shout out to all of the partners of this podcast, Hunter Safety System, Lone Wolf, Wasp, Ripcord, Ozonics, Prime. And there you have that. What else? And that's it. 
I don't have too much to say. Go out and enjoy the rest of the day with your family. Uh, go thank a vet. Go thank a current soldier. And uh, other than that, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shut her down. And if you are going to be in a tree, our friends at Hunter Safety Systems are reminding you to please wear your damn safety harness. Have a good rest of the week. <laughs>